Hello everyone, Ryan here. I thought I would sneak in and do the intro this time. Don't tell Carrie though, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to this part anyways, so we should be okay. Alright, well with that out of the way, I want to present to you episode number 22. There's no guests this time. Instead, Carrie and I recap the, um, well, the interesting year of 2020 and look forward to 2021. Thank you all for joining along with us and here's to a much better and happier new year it's episode 22 if it was 222 that would be some sort of magical angel number Two two is just good, just as good though, right? So oh, yeah. episode twenty two, Brian and I thought we would just get together to do. I think I feel like like a lot of people are doing is just you know the the last commentary on twenty twenty, <laughs> <laughs> or like TV programs like on Netflix. There's like several like you know comedians and stuff basically saying twenty twenty can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Here's all the reasons why. <laughs> let's just let's just hope that it's not that 2021 is better. That's the objective. Yes. As far as I can tell, it's going to be. I mean, it just has to be, right? I mean, you would think. I I, I try not to foolish. put Yeah, exactly. I don't want to risk setting us up for failure. So <laughs> Well, here's what we could talk be about better, as though. opposed to contemplating based out of just having the crap kicked out of us last year, potentially, right? Like we could, uh, what I thought we'd do is get together and sort of talk about like, like goals for next year, things you want to do. Um, not, what is it people promise to do at the end of the new year? They do, what is it? Oh my God, I'm forgetting the word. Uh, the thing you're not supposed to do. What is it? Your, uh, yeah, your resolutions. <laughs> Resolution. Thank yeah. you. Wow. It's like I blocked that word out. Yeah, it's probably resolutions. Good. It seems like everybody <laughs> says like don't do New Year's resolutions. So like you'll you'll never meet don't them, you'll it. just be disappointed. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're not doing that, right? We're not talking about we're not doing that. Yeah, we've um, given it a different name. <laughs> ideas and goals. <laughs> um yeah, well, you know, I'm really I'm excited for next year for a lot of reasons. Um you know, 2020 to me, I, I was, you know, I was lucky enough to, I didn't have anybody close to me pass away or get ill. Um, so I feel grateful for that. And, you know, I'm one of those people who wanted the isolation. So when lockdown happened, I almost was like guilty, like, whoa, did I ask the universe for this and brought it on because it's exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely parts of it that are, that are nice, you know? Yeah. Well, and in that time, um, well, you know, like I took the opportunity to like think about things, meditate. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I have often said I really enjoyed dead silence just to get grounded and think of ideas and all that. So there was quite a bit about last year that worked for me, but there were things that I'm feeling now more than ever. Like I'm really missing hanging out with some friends. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday I it's probably been the first time in a long time I said, oh, my, I, I miss singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that I haven't loved singing, but, you know, you hit burnout times and things like that. But yesterday I was like, oh, I really miss that. Um, mm -hmm. 
and wanting to travel, you know, I, I literally have been pretty confined to the house. Like we go do errands, but for, I mean, what is it like nine months? Yeah. It's been the whole nine months. It's been you a long time. You think I'd be a little more crazy. Might even be but... closer to 10 really. If you think about it. Cause it kind of started into Whoa. February. Yes. Does that mean there's something wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm good with 10 month isolation? I mean, I've been starting I to miss know. like, I was like, oh, it'd be fun to just have like a meeting at work, you know, with people. <laughs> That's how I know it's gotten <laughs> just bad. Just a meeting at work, people. That's all I want. Yeah, just like around, a useless meeting around a table where we're all there. Somebody's on a whiteboard. Doesn't matter. I'm like, the fact wow. that I missed that a little bit, I'm like, okay, it's, it's definitely been too long. <laughs> Well, you work in a place that you like as well. Yeah, I mean, right? I, do, I do. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's some part of the, like... this year actually. Something we can talk about is that that's like. You know, oh I, yeah, I, I had a job transition, you know, career transition, which is pretty amazing, yeah. right? Considering how much like places and things and employers shut down or mm-hmm. shifted, and um, the state of getting a job. That, you know, now just because so many people are looking for jobs. So for sure. So yeah. yeah, tell tell me about that. What was tell me? Yeah, I, mean, this, I feel very fortunate change. that I do have a job that I'm enjoying. And uh, but it was like you know for the last five years up until like February, I had been at uh, startups. You know, I'd been I'd been at uh, Novel Effect for right, a couple right. of years. You know, you did some work with us there. Really a wonderful place to work. But mm-hmm. they were like running out of money, which every startup does. It's like they have challenges. They're still around, thank goodness. Like they man- <laughs> they've managed to you know, make some headway again, which I'm very proud of them for, for doing that. Oh, good. But like in February, I was like, okay, things look a little bleak. Didn't know that that was going to happen. So started to put the feelers out and immediately found, you know, a couple things, found one that I accepted that was like, you know, a big, large, giant telecommunications Ooh. company. So it was a little bit different for wow. me. It's like back into a big, huge company from, you know, a five to, wow. you know, 15 person companies. <laughs> so like, exactly. you know. what does that feel like? That's what does it's, that feel like to go from... It's different for sure because, yeah, I mean, they're like um, just, you know, the, the amount of people that do stuff as opposed to like, oh, you mean I don't have yeah. to do everything? Like, is really actually nice. Oh. You know, it's, it's yeah, I didn't great think to think about it that people. way. Yeah. It's like there's actual real big teams. I mean, sometimes it feels like there's way too many people to do stuff. You're like, well, okay, you know, I got to go through <laughs> layers and layers to find the right person who's actually responsible for something. But, um, so so far, not, yeah. not too much of that. I bet you have. I bet you have a really good perspective on that, given that you were in small companies. Like excess must must seem obvious to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I like in any endeavor when someone knows how to do everything, and then you go somewhere where you're like, we don't need ten people to do this. Mm-hmm. I bet that is easily recognizable for you. Yeah, it definitely stands. Or just out. wow, there's a lot of bureaucracy. This could, you know, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it was like, do you it, feel like the cultures are different? I mean, oh yeah, I mean cultures are very different. I think the small team that I'm on it has a very similar culture to like this kind of a startup feel. You know, there's just there's there's a lot of like we kind of control our little thing, our little ecosystem, and like within that, it feels kind of startupy. I guess you know, there's a sense of, of that. It's interesting because like okay. they were already a remote team when I joined. So like they were already oh. had already been doing that. And I was joining as a remote person before the lockdown, before that everybody worked from home. And oh. so like we were kind of an example inside the company almost to like some degree. It's like, oh, we gotta be like this team, everybody now. So like go be like this great team <laughs> that I had just joined on. And I was like, Okay, well <laughs> So you know, that was interesting. That's awesome though, just to be an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that, that that's really cool. And it's always kind of fun, the first part of joining a company, right? Everything's, or bad. Hold on, I take that back. Uh, sometimes I always say like the first three months are just, I guess, depending on what your role is, right? Like mm-hmm. you have so much experience, it's crazy. Um, so I wonder if walking into a new role, you're like, yeah, I pretty much know what I'm doing. I- I've always done project management roles in the past. And so sometimes you're having to figure out the wheel all over again because each company uses different tools or, you know, their culture is different oh, yeah. or yeah. Um, subject matter is different and things like that. So it, it gets tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but it can feel like, oh, you know, for a while you're like, oh, it's new. Mm-hmm. New place, new interiors. Um, I used to feel kind of voyeuristic. Like I loved to be a peekaboo employee. That's what I'm going to call myself. A peekaboo employee where I love to go. I'm fascinated by people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the workplace itself, like literally the location or the office or what goes on in right, here. Right, right. Um, but I give it about a year for me, and then I would be like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, like, no, actually. Or I, I know it. I think that's what I liked a lot about the agency work they used to do, you know, when we worked together back in the day, um, was going to on-site and working with mm-hmm. clients and, like, mm-hmm. being like a little spy <laughs> inside of their facility and trying to absorb all of their knowledge and information yes. and help them out. And, like, that was always fun because you're like, well, I don't actually work for you, like, as an employee. Thank God. It's like, I'm here, though, all the time. So. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like we, you know, got to go to Microsoft, got, I went at a different agency. I got to go to Nintendo, mm-hmm. um, check that else office out. Yeah, you're right. And like other, just, or, yeah, it's a great peekaboo into like yeah. other places. I mean, it was fun because yeah. And like... Things like that. And I don't know if people. Hmm? I was going to say like, cause, because we did get to work with so many different industries and companies. It was really interesting to see how they were different and similar and, and kind of like infiltrate you know yeah. their knowledge and get into their space well an agency is so it's weird to be on the um like selling side of things too because mm-hmm. it's quite it can be quite the production or um presentation when you're trying to get the work too that was something i hadn't seen you know like agencies you've got the business development like trying to go get the contracts you know the and so often like i i, I bet you did as well go out on the pitches yeah um to companies to say here's why we would be the best pick and so and and i don't know if people if we've said ever but ryan and i used to work at an agency called wirestone which is now a part of accenture no accenture yeah (laughs) they all sound the same yeah it kind of does um yeah so they've got bought they've been purchased by accenture anyways we were, I was there for a couple years. You were there for a year, and then you moved on, right? Or I was there for seven years total, but yeah, yeah, I think we had about a year overlap or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is—I mean, think about how. When was that? That was 2014. Mm-hmm. That's when you and I started talking about, like, hey, like, hey, you want to do a podcast? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about podcasts? I mean, that's like six years ago. I know. Yeah, and- we were we were ahead of the curve. <laughs> Now everybody's got totally a out of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of laugh at myself because I was like, oh, sure, you started a podcast and then you did one a year. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's better than most. Some people do one and then that's it. They, you know, they forget to ever pick it up. Yeah, so I guess. Yeah. yeah. Good thought. All right. That's a positive way to look at it. Um, well, and that's a part of what I'm excited about for next year. One of the many things um, is this podcast and continuing to 
talk to interesting people. And I, I've started, and I've, I've said to you, I've started thinking about inviting people just out, you know, outside of the people I already know, right? Mm-hmm. Like to really start branching out into like somebody does something I find interesting, cold calling them even and saying, I love what you do. Would you consider talking about it? And most people, uh, well, busy people probably not, but like most people are like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd love to do that. And so I'm kind of, you know, again, selfishly, I feel excited to get to talk with some people I find very interesting. So next year, I, I feel like we're moving in that direction as well. And I know you've got people who do things that um, would be fun to talk about and talk with them about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I a lot also of weirdos, love, so it's always fun. You know a lot of weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> Bring on the weirdos. <laughs> well, I there was so much like there was so much I learned this year too. Even other friends who were doing businesses. I I recently was on a couple podcasts, and my friend Mike Squires does a podcast called Couch Riffs, and he's just killing it. I think on that mm-hmm. he's, he's just consistent. He has guests, he's organized. I love how he has the audio version of it and then the filmed version of it on YouTube. So I right. want to move to that, which means I'm going to have to care what I look like. That's going <laughs> to maybe sort of <laughs> it's gotta get those filters like working that. and it's all magic, yeah. you know, because there's all these free channels that you could create things and that, I'm mm-hmm. actually loving that right now. Yeah. There's definitely um, other podcasts that still put their stuff on YouTube, even without a video feed. They just have like, you know, a still oh. like their title card or whatever. And that's it. And like, yeah. that's a nice low bar. I've been considering that. I'm like, we could yeah, do, we could do yeah. that. I mean, like that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> well, I guess it's, you know, there's pe- there's people who go to YouTube, right? So you have that audience that may um, stumble on us or find us. I know there's other ways to get it, the attention mm-hmm. um, as an initial. And then, yeah, putting all the stuff we have done like up there and then in the new year going, and now you're going to be able to see our faces. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of the podcasts I've listened to for a long time called You Look Nice Today, they actually kind of rebooted it um, and they do it as YouTube now. So it's like they actually are doing like their screen video and they've kind of like tailored the show to that. Like it, it's better to watch it than it is to listen to it on its own now because oh. there's a lot of like visual stuff that's important because like, they're like, well, shit, if we're using cameras, we got to say we're using cameras yeah. and we're talking to each other. No. What's that podcast? You look nice today. What's it about? It's kind of a comedy podcast where they just like make up <laughs> solving a problem of the world. Um, has been kind of a trend. There's been a lot of good people on it like in the past and stuff, but there's like three core guys that kind of just okay have been doing it. Then. Who are just solving the world's problems? I mean, comedically? made up problems, but yes. Oh, made, made up problems. Like we need made up problems. Why uh-huh. do we need extra problems? Exactly. <laughs> For the fun of it. yeah. For the fun of it. Well, I, I respect that for fun, for fun reasons. Well, I mean, I think that'll be fun in the new year for us with this podcast. And um, I'm, you know, and I'm grateful for all the conversations we've had with people. I feel like it's allowed an, um, an open conversation with a bunch of people I hadn't ever really talked to. And I feel like all of them have been pretty natural uh-huh. Actually, all of them pretty natural and just like a good space, comfortable and safe space for someone to share about themselves. And, yeah. and I like that other people get to find out about them. And so no, I agree. I that think, exchange. I think our quality over quantity has been excellent. Like we've had very high quality <laughs> episodes. Like you know, the, the people you know we've spoken to have been very honest and open. I feel like so I, I appreciate. Yeah, that. yeah. I I don't want. Oh God, may we never have the awkward 
uh, awkward <laughs> interview. I guess we'll vet that out so that never happens to us. It hasn't oh, happened yet. Really want- yeah, we'll see. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Knock on Formica. Um, <laughs> unless like a sicko, I would be like, oh, yeah, let's just have the most <laughs> awkward and then let's post it. Like just to show people like, mm-hmm, see this? Yep. <laughs> like we're just like everybody else. We can be just awkward like too. <laughs> Nobody died after this awkward moment. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it'll be fun and I think it'll be I I like being creative and so adding another element to it is really exciting to me and mm-hmm. um and then you know, I've uh I, for a few years I've been doing um life coaching. Um and it's kind of evolved into intuitive and creative life coaching. Um, creative because I have the creative side, you mm-hmm. know, my experience in bands and having started a couple labels and things like that. There's, I'm a creative person. Um, so, you know, my coaching is really potentially sharing that with someone who wants that. Um, or folks to me who are really, really ready for change and really uh, uh, somewhere on the path of midlife, right? Mm -hmm. Who can feel it. They're like either a bunch of changes have happened to them and they're like, now what? Um, Or they can just feel like something's got to change. You know, I've been doing this forever and I'm not happy anymore. Or, um, or I've had some habits or relationships or, you know, whatever. And just given that I am a, someone called me a, like a, change machine no what was that someone to like someone today i talked to was like like i love change mm-hmm. like i'm a, i'm i'm not at all adverse to risk um i kind of crave change um and just am a create creator all around like that's how what makes me happy um and through my life i have always I have always used intuition for decision-making and that's through like going to college, going to France, learning to speak French, like literally answering an ad to be in a band. Like that is how I have functioned through all my endeavors, including jobs, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm a, I follow my gut. And so I'm bringing that to the people who want coaching because I have great. Yeah. All of those things, right? Like you want to talk about, creativity or bands. Yeah. Got that. You want to talk about corporate life and, you know, navigating or surviving that we can talk about that, you know, or change Mm -hmm. or death and grief. And I just feel like with all of that experience, I like, again, sharing it with people that the communing and serving people is the thing between both music and, um, coaching people. Mm -hmm. It feels very natural and authentic to me. And this year, again, after that, you know, six the six or seven months of isolation, I it helped me get ready to kick it up ten notches. Mm-hmm. Meaning, have a Facebook group page that is Karaoke Creative, or be on that, or Instagram and Facebook without like losing my mind, you, like using it purposefully. Right. Um, that's how I like to do it. Just hanging out there never worked for me. I mean, I don't know about you, but I get I get drained. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to, I mean, any of the social media platforms can be overwhelming. I tend to just make stuff and not consume as much. I mean, I still get it yeah. and want to see what other people are saying and doing, but you can't let it, I'll, tw- I'm bad at Twitter though. Lately. I have to agree. I, like, I have never gotten into Twitter ever. Oh, 
just probably for the best. <laughs> it's most well, people are so angry this year, especially more than ever. Oh but yeah, it tends to just be like just the politics have been really ramped up on there, and there's been a lot of wow. frustrating stuff. Good, yeah, it's bad enough see, on but, Facebook. You know, yeah. when somebody says one thing, and that's like, oh, we're we're all off to the races with. I mean, for sure, I've had to unfriend. <laughs> Like three or four people on Facebook really? this year. Yeah. It's just like I just couldn't deal with their nonsense. And I felt bad. Yes. I was like, you know, we go way back, but <laughs> no. Isn't that hard? Can't do this anymore. Yeah. Right. And that's um, crazy. Like, um, you know, I don't think any of us have ever seen such a polarizing mm-hmm. moment. Like when Trump got elected, I know. I have other friends who were literally like, if you voted for Trump, we're done. Yeah. And they did. They just like X'd him out. It was so understandable. Like mm-hmm. I did not vote for Trump. <laughs> no, like, I know. I mean, I should have, I, I should have X'd them out then as well. I, I just had to hold on to those people. Cause I was like, well, I know. I mean, like yeah. they're, they're, they're good people. Like they have good right? things and like, they're not all like, they don't, they're not all politics, but they're just really, they have, they became that they became just like super into the conspiracy theories and like yeah. way out there cuckoo stuff. And I'm like, I can't have you keep commenting on everything I post <laughs> in a yeah. totally insane way. I can't, you know, try to and respond, it, you know, isn't it wild to go from, okay, I knew you as a person in, in a life arena and you're, you could you could know them and like them and kind and all that, but you then get in this and all of a sudden, I, you're seeing a whole other side to them, mm-hmm. and it's a for so many people it was a moral issue, and so mm-hmm. now I morally look at you and go, you're okay with that, right? Like that it was deep. Like um, I've had some friends that I've known my whole life who. Like I I did not quite know what to do with that because one, I'm a ridiculously hopeful person. I'm not Pollyanna, but um, I I think people and things are complicated. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if I think about someone before I, I try, I'm not, of course I'm, you know, nobody's perfect, but I try and think like, especially somebody I don't really know. I don't know that person. I do not know what has happened in their life or what is happening to them, what has shaped them. Like you do not know that if you haven't lived every day in someone's shoes, Mm -hmm. you know, some people I do, then I don't comment. Um, But I'd be a liar if I didn't say I saw some people say stuff and I was like, you got to F and be kidding me. Uh And just, and feel furious. Like, um, just angry like deeply angry like i'm gonna cut you off and i just thought this is what wow you know Mm -hmm. i had a friend from school that i knew who's a lovely person who i know loves me like lovely loves me um and that's great like that's a beautiful thing right just to have that kind of caring yeah going back and forth um but he got on there and said some things during the election where i was like really and I actually, this is actually a good story. I actually said something and I knew I was like, you gonna, you're really going to dip your toe in that. Um, and I didn't say, I just said, I really, I guess my comment and people do this, I, it wasn't meant to be sarcastic, but I did say like, really? Like you're going to call, um, you're going to call Kamala Harris a prostitute? Like, right, or right. just, you know, off the cuff, like now we got an idiot and a prostitute in the mm-hmm. office. And I was like, 
as a woman, especially, I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, like, the fuck, whoa. Like, sl- slow your roll here. Come on. <laughs> wow. Um, and so I reached out to him and I was like, look, regardless of disagreeing on whoever you wanted to vote for, reducing a woman to a whore, mm. especially an accomplished like leader, whatever, you got to be kidding me. And yeah. I'm like, and I said, you have daughters. Mm-hmm. So tell me what this is. And he, I got to say, he stepped up to the plate. He was cool. He said, yeah, he goes, that was too much. And well, I'm that's, sorry. That's and good. He, yeah, he took it down and he was, he was honest. I don't necessarily, like, I can't control him. He was like, look, I had a really hard year and it, the election didn't go the way I want. I'm angry. And I was like, you know, that is, that's honest. Mm-hmm. I don't have to agree with it. You know, I was like, but I appreciated him going, here's the state of me and why I might why I'm behaving like this. And yeah. you know, it's on him to go, but I really appreciated that from him. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice to hear. Cause like some people are more lost in the, <laughs> the this like cult, like thinking, you know, and it's hard. It's like, there are oh people God. who are still people and they're still, you know, very great, full of gray areas and there's all this complexity to them. And I mm-hmm. got to appreciate that. But then sometimes people just like shut it all down and they're just like, I am 100% just this type. And you're like, like, are yeah. you sure you're a real human? Because that's not really what regular people do. You know, it's like, yeah. Well, and in the face of like evidence, like live evidence of what Trump was doing, I'm like, how can you? Yeah, that's I the don't hard care part. If you want to, yeah. yeah, I'm like, I it, he you literally can watch him on TV mm-hmm. and see with evidence of what he's doing. How can you look at that and go, yeah, he's my guy? <laughs> yeah. I just didn't. I, I don't. I, can't understand I don't think that. that way or relate to that either. I mean, that's where. Sometimes you're just like, okay, I mean, I guess you're just, you're all into the bad. Like you like, you identify with all those bad behaviors and you appreciate those bad behaviors. And that's why you like this person. And you're like, well, that makes me not want to hang out with you or know you anymore. If that's the case. And it's, and I uh, don't, I actually don't think that's the case. I think it's, it's in reaction to, well, I don't like this other thing and that other thing, then I'm going to just spin and focus on the terribleness Mm. of like the Democrats and you know, all the liberal you know, right, all the, right. all, you know, there's the whole like, you know, things said about the liberals and all this kind of stuff. And that's what they're looking at. It's not the like, yeah, I love that he said he could grab women's pussies because he felt like it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know any I don't, the men I know are who voted for. Trump. I know they're not like that. Right. Um, but OK, I'm not going to sound like an idiot either. But let even. Ah, see, I'm sticking my toe in it, even men I know who are nice, we've grown up in a a white male climate, right? So mm-hmm. my friend, like my friend quickly saying Kamala Harris is a prostitute, I was like, you need, I said, you need to know how dangerous that is to say about a woman off the cuff. Like, because I don't think some men think about that, you know, like calling a woman a bitch and all this. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. that has repercussions. You have daughters. Like, yeah, it's just not a, I just think, I mean, it's, some people aren't thinking about it cause they haven't had to think about it. Right. Yeah. And I can understand like people t- treat politics yeah, exactly. like a, like we a team sport, like, you know, and it gets frustrating because you're like, it's not a team sport. There's more to it. It's like, you can play it like that and yeah. you can think that it's okay to be like, ah, oh, you know, rah, rah, our team versus their team. You're like, but it's you know, like, there's more, way more to it and you can't just treat yeah. people like shit, you know? It's like, right. Way more than. Yeah. Every time I tried to 
go down the reading rabbit hole, I was like, my brain is broken. I don't even know what's real anymore. And news is so fucked up. I feel like I don't even know what's real. Mm-hmm. Like who, where is the honest news source? Anywho, look at us. This is like hijacked our damn podcast <laughs> right now. I know the entire Jeez. thing hijacks most of the, <laughs> the consciousness right now. So. Oh, we could talk about more of the, the good things. Yeah. Like you would ask me look, to find ju- a photo at, before we did this podcast. Like, Yes. Like something, I can't remember yes. the exact word you used, but I think it was like the most hopeful photo of the, of the year. Maybe it was, that's kind of what I started looking for. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I had a hard time <laughs> finding such a photo. You just got to find a picture of a baby. All right. That's all. I mean, that would have been easier. I did find a couple pictures of bunnies that I took and I was like, oh, look at the cute little baby bunny. I'm like, that's, you know, that was deep into just quarantine. Be that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the... <laughs> There's the uh, the loaf of bread that everybody baked early on in quarantine. I was like, that's pretty helpful. But then there's like before quarantine, a photo oh my God. at a restaurant with my friends. Like we went out for like Korean barbecue. I was like, I think maybe that is. There's not any good photos. There's just photos of barbecue. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> uh, I was like, but maybe that Anything the essence make me happy. was the most hopeful because it's like, oh, this is going to be a good year. Mm-hmm. We're like, this is our restaurant uh-huh. outing at like january beginning of the year we're gonna yeah do this regularly and we we, we really wanted to yeah that was the plan <laughs> well maybe it's just like night like maybe changing the narrative to be like maybe it doesn't have to be hopeful like you know okay i'm gonna go back to next laugh <laughs> um like change is hard change is necessary it's messy it's hard mm-hmm. you know and that getting okay with that i feel like is important right um, and that it doesn't need, it doesn't have to go to like, I need to be hopeful or I'm going to lose it. I'm like, look, there's a lot of people living without hope. Right. Um, but maybe, maybe it's other things too, like striving, mm-hmm. you know, learning, striving, working at it, um, are all good, powerful things as well. Like effort, for sure. Um, more yeah. effort in the new year. Um, yeah. I mean, I was very appreciative that I had the so, time, you know, I don't want to be n- naive. Yeah. I mean, I took the time of being stuck at home all year to work on my art more. I mean, I've made some progress on some things. I've been trying to learn how to play the keyboard. Yeah. I've been, but I've been working on like generative art and digital art stuff. And like, I have two pictures like behind me, this computer so I can flip the camera around and show you. I don't even know. Actually, this one's right. Like, if we were on YouTube, yeah, they'd be if able we to were see on this. YouTube, you'd see this as well. Listeners, but I will share with you. So like this one here Ooh. is actually, um, you from, can just hear me go, ooh. Yeah. That one's from Totoro, so it's not even my art, but it's a e-ink display that plays a frame oh, like from the movie every like five minutes. It updates one frame. So it'll basically what? play out the movie for about a year and a half. <gasps> and every frame from the movie Totoro oh my gosh. is beautiful. So like I'm really enjoying that one. Like It's bringing me into like their art better. I can spend more time looking at it. The other one's... Okay, wait. <laughs> yeah? Explain... Wait, explain this again. So you've explain a generative. Well, this one's not as generative. The other one. So you've got what I'm looking at, folks, is like. I can describe it. Explain what it is. So like everybody's got to use the Kindle, right? You know what that is. So it's the same display, basically, that's in like your Kindle Mm e-ink, like the e-paper ones, not the full color ones, just the black and white ones. It's one of those low power displays. It looks like print on paper, which is what I like about it. And what I've written is a little piece of software. I found somebody else who had done this, but I rewrote my own because it worked. theirs didn't work, of course, how I wanted it to work. But it just uses software to take. Oh wait, can I just? <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, Ryan? Oh, I've I've written a little piece of software. 
You're never going to hear that come out of my mouth. Never mind. <laughs> exactly. So now you've said it. So. Um, what it, all it does is it takes a, a video file. So you throw a video file. It's on a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> it takes a video and it basically just grabs a frame and it saves it out as an image. And I convert it to black and white dithered so it looks good on e-ink. And it just displays that picture. And then every four minutes, it just moves the frame ahead. That skips a couple frames. You know, otherwise it would literally take forever to get through a movie. Um, oh my god, I want one. I know they're. It's great. I mean, I was trying to figure out if I can sell them. It's a little finicky. But it's like a surprise. Yeah. Like I've put in other movies. Still, it's like a surprise every day. You're like, oh, what what image will I have? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, you don't really remember oh my god. a movie. I'm going to put it in, in order with sense. you. I'll pay for it. Yeah, I could make you one. I'll totally pay for it. Yeah. Well, I've made another one. But it could be any movie, like Bram Stoker. It could be one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it could be any movie. Like, I actually started going through. I was like, well, what movies look good in black and white? Well, obviously, black and white movies look good in black and white. <laughs> so I went back and started playing around with old movies like Metropolis that are, like, you know, very visually beautiful. Except for Metropolis has <gasps> a lot of, uh, you know, like text on screen, like transitional text. So I need to actually go and make an edit where I yank those out or shorten them because I had it sit like for a whole day on a black screen. That was like, it went to black and then it goes to text (laughs) and then it goes to black and you're like, well, that's just, (laughs) that just doesn't make good art, (laughs) but the rest of the movie looks great. So, Oh my God. You'd be like, I'm getting gypped. I only got like a black screen today. What's up with that? I already had to go and like edit out some movies, like the (laughs) the beginning. Like I'm like, well, I don't want like Paramount pictures and all that stuff to like, because that's like a good couple days worth of when you first start it, of the num- movie hasn't started yet. So, you know, they all just dive right into the movies now. Yeah. You know what I want is Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Blade Runner, I think, was like the first one I actually loaded upon. So it looks great. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, Blade Runner and then, uh, you know, Fury Road were like my first two I was testing with. Oh. Because they're both visually beautiful. Yeah, you go- Exactly. I'm trying to think of movies that would, could potentially, given the whole movie, be a beautiful f- picture or inspiring, like anything by Kurosawa, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, I mean, you're, it's amazing, like how just about any movie looks great one frame at a time. I mean, I you could probably put like some <laughs> rom com in there, and you'd be like, oh yeah, look at that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I it's love art. that. I think you uh, should work on that. Mm-hmm. I said I made. I want more of that. I made two, and the other one is actually truly generative art it's just like a random kind of feedback math loop that just draws pixels in like this weird crazy way and today like the one that's on today is not very interesting because like that's the problem with totally random art (laughs) is that like of course yesterday was literally all black but like right now it's like some basically looks like static but every now and then i'll send you some pictures i take pictures (gasps) of the good ones it looks really cool and like they're like these little surprises so my goal is to rewrite the yeah. software to like basically look at the picture and analyze if it's really boring based on like how many pixel color variations there are. Like if it's like, oh, it's all the same color, not interesting. Do like redo it, <laughs> like go and make a new right. one. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I want one. I'm going to put it in order. Right. See, look at all the creative things we're going to be doing in the new year. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to like blow, you could blow that out into like a side project. My friend David this year, just busted out doing art like uh, he made things i didn't even know he could make he made these um like seven foot tall um fiberglass lamps that he would um sand so they've got frosting look he's done paintings and they're selling like his brother does as on instagram 
and does um, kind of pop art things. And so he's done all these paintings of like Marlboro cigarette packs or lipstick or, you know, just for fun. And they started selling. And so um, he's coming up with all kinds of things. And so um, I think that's another thing that was good about this last year is having to be creative and mm -hmm. having to adjust forces, creative juices, uh, you know, as long as you embrace it, um, mm -hmm. like, okay, that's not working. So what could I do? Um, as long, if you're able to surrender to that, and when I mean surrender, I mean, just open up, not sit down and don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, then sky's the limit. I mean, they're on things I think and create creative things, but like next year, I, like I already have a list of things I'd like to get started on or even complete, like doing more of the podcast and putting it on YouTube. But also um, I'm running these workshops called Decide, Believe, Go um, that are like six session small group workshops for mm -hmm. people who are really like, I need to just change my whole world, like my perspective and figure out who I am again and, um, so I'm loving that, but I also want to write a book, like a little book. Mm -hmm. There's some people that I love. Um, Ginny Gain and Cassie Parks, um, had a podcast that I got obsessed with and it's law of attraction stuff. And, but Cassie's written like five of these, they're not huge, right? They're like a hundred pages. Um, it's kind of like thought books and I like those. So I want to try and do that with the decide, believe, go. And then, um, I'm kind of just getting, I love swag. So that's what I liked about in bands too, like swag around mm -hmm. motivational things like um, creating stickers and t-shirts right, and, right. you know, anything inspirational. Um, but I also want to put together a lyric book of every, all lyrics I've written. So on the music side. Oh, that sounds great. I, the, my friend Pete Greenberg is, I think, going to help me with that. And then, and then I've got like plans for little creative uh, music endeavors, like a single and, mm -hmm. um, I, that's a given can, though, right? That you're going to have musical endeavors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just been a while. It's like mm -hmm. been a step. And so sometimes I was like, well, how long is this hiatus going to go? I mean, sometimes it's like eight years, but, um, again, I, I think really I'm like reconnecting with music friends too. Like my friend Deja, mm -hmm. um, who is super creative and her and I are going to, she just had me download, um, the acapella app. And she's done collaborations with people on that. What's um, the acapella app? I'm not familiar with so it. there's an, uh, the, it's called, I don't know if it's called the acapella. Hold on. Um, you can go on it and do collaborations. You can film yourself doing literally something acapella, but you could also do collaborations with instruments, with different people. Mm -hmm. And you put it all together or like a mashup. Someone people can ask you to join their collaboration. Um, like it's a whole meeting place. It's, it's, that sounds cool. I've, it's really cool. I've just, she's been doing it. Um, and she just introduced me to it. My friend Jim actually, I think, told me about Jim Costello, who played piano on my last record, mm -hmm. um, told me about it as well. But I got it today again. And I was looking at it, I was like, actually, you can do a lot with this. So her and I think are going to do some collaborations on here. Um, uh, so there's that music stuff. And then, you know, because we don't know when w bands, you know, venues mm -hmm. will open up. And so just looking for other ways to collaborate with people and get to perform at all. Like recording, if I do it small enough, um, 
with Steve right now, but I also have a real hankering to work with Martin Favier, who has done so many amazing records. One, I, I got back into listening to the pinups, which was Deja's band, mm-hmm. uh, back in, um, I want to say late nineties, early to anyways, good ink, the record I had with Garth, we were going to, we put that record out and I found it again, or a friend reintroduced, said, Hey, remember this? And I, my friend, Rachel said, Hey, remember this record? And I was like, Oh my God, this record's amazing. And then I made that playlist that I've been mm-hmm. sharing. Um, so I, I, for anybody, for folks listening, I put a playlist together on Spotify called she does it well, she does it better. And it features Deja, um, Kim Virant, uh, Viz Queen, really Rachel Flotard, and Heather Doobie. Mm-hmm. And it's a killer. I, I mean, I, I had so much fun putting it together, but it also just got me excited about the women, the music the, as artists and how killer their music is. Um, that, what the hell am I talking about? I got long winded now. I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> collaboration acapella app and other stuff yeah yeah so there's a lot there's a lot in there that Mm. will be fun to do next year yeah i'm excited about the uh, lyrics book idea too i think that sounds like a lot of fun i am too yeah i'm glad my friend pete's gonna help me because the uh, like gathering all this stuff makes me feel overwhelmed you know like we're talking lyrics from hammerbox through goodness any solo things potentially rockford's things as long as i wrote them Mm mm-hmm Things I did with uh, Pat Denizio from the VIPs. I'm just trying to figure out what am I going to include everything. Um, and you gotta, pictures. You got to leave room for multiple p- books, so you know you don't want to throw it all in Maybe. one. Maybe yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be like one, two, three, four, five. You got the chapters, early years, six chapters. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I guess it's like well, and I'm also looking for going through, you know, boxes and stuff in my basement, like photos. Uh, maybe unseen photos um, that we could put in there. And mm-hmm. uh, Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine had a lyric book and it was really beautiful. Her stuff is um, more flowers and delicate. And mm-hmm. I don't think she had fairies on there. Anyways, her style is like that. Um, but yeah, I'd be really, I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. it, it it's a different art form, right? Mm-hmm. Like I love packaging something you did in a different way. Like, words your here's my words mm-hmm. in a book that just seems kind of fun more like poetry um not that all my lyrics are like poetry <laughs> but it, it's fun to look at your stuff in a different way right, right um but yeah so there's a lot of and i feel up for it that's that's something that feels really good because i'd say in the last you know last like six seven years have been um a, a natural everybody goes through a dark night of the soul or just rough things. You know what I mean? So I have a deep appreciation for feeling good, (laughs) (laughs) feeling better. Um, in so many ways I can't even list. Um, so I'm feeling really good and excited and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be excited. That's great. As opposed to not. (laughs) That's the right attitude to take into the next year. Yeah. Gotta be positive. So there you go. I mean, that's kind of right. Yeah. Yeah, like really feeling that. Like it's so nice to be like, oh my god, I'm actually happy. I'm, I'm actually really excited. Which means, like I joke with you, it means I will actually I will do all these things because I now have the energy, mm-hmm. uh, emotional energy to do it, um, as opposed to having the idea and then crawling into a hole. 
<laughs> which I've been known to do. Um, and we had lots of good opportunities for that this, this last year. So you know, it's like oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang out in bed all day and watch Netflix. Oh my god! And, like, and that's okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I just tried to not feel guilty about it because I would put it out there like, oh mm. my god, I got all these ideas, and then it, I would just and I'm out. And, oh, depression! Something hit me, and I was like, and you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. I hate that pattern. So no more, none of that. But it sounds like we're going to have fun. So, you know, you and I will be having fun in the new year. Damn oh, yeah. it. For sure. <laughs> we got to gotta do our best. We got to try to fight if for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody, we will be the light if you need to come somewhere and go. We are trying. <laughs> we're still trying. What's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, pre-Happy New Year to you. Yeah. Well, it's what, two days away tomorrow. I don't know. I it's lost tomorrow. track of what tomorrow. T- the days oh, are. Well, I guess it depends when you put this up live. Yeah. I think <laughs> this, I yeah, I probably won't get this live until tomorrow. So it'll be New Year's Eve at least. Right. So today's New Year's, All right. New Year's the Eve Eve, right? So Yes. Well, for those listening, when we get it up, it is New Year's Eve. Do you have plans for New Year's Eve? Oh, yeah. I was going out to downtown. We're going to party up with all my friends. Um, no. That was, a, that was a dumb question, wasn't it? I know. I think my husband were like, let's put a puzzle together, watch some movies. Hey, puzzles, Maybe. yeah. I actually got some new puzzles uh, for Christmas, and I'm, right? I'm really liking them. I'm like, never really, I don't know. Puzzles aren't really, haven't always been my thing. I haven't done a lot of puzzles, but these ones are super fun. They're like, the, the design is really pretty. So, you know, that helps. It's- I just, I wish people could see your face. It's really pretty. Oh, I like, yeah, like, exactly. like I am serious. <laughs> I mean, I looked up the artists who made them to be like, oh, do I want to consume more Whoa. of their work? Because I really, I do enjoy it. That is serious. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a mellow New Year's Eve. I hope everyone is excited for the new year because it's here, people. So happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um. We would love it. Like I should have said in the beginning, but I didn't. But if you are excited to hear the future conversations, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. Um, you'll be able to see our faces in the new year. Well, t- tell us <laughs> if you want to see our faces. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should tell us if you want to see our faces. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try and wear different earrings every time. I'm a little obsessed with earrings, splendor and stone earrings. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just... I don't know. She'll have to mainline me earrings every month. <laughs> <laughs> got to get a sponsor. I got to get a sponsor from Splendor yeah. and Stone. Love that gal. Um, yeah. So subscribe, everybody. Leave us a comment if you want to. Spread the word. Happy New Year to you. Congratulations for surviving 2020. We love you. And let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs>